you lead us in a word of prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this day. We're thankful to be able to be out in a place like this to worship you yes. and sing praises to you. Pray, Lord, that everybody that's come today will get what they need Lord, from, from you and from this service, Lord, that they will just be filled with your spirit when they leave and just have a wonderful day. What we ask now that if we approach the preaching hour, just throw Steve's life through the shoulders and just fill with that that you have us to hear, open our hearts that we will be able to understand what you've sent to give us. We'll give you the sense that you do with all this that's here today, all the prayer requests that have been made. Amen. 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 It's good to be here this morning. And, uh, I mean, again, that, this is the fourth Sunday. We're going to eat here this morning. <laughs> I think it's Brother Steve's favorite place. <laughs> yeah, look at page 52. Page 52. Give <laughs> my hand.
song here. I love this song here. Look at page 360. 360. <laughs>
just talking in our Sunday school class about this sheep, about the Holy Spirit. And that Spirit speaks sweet peace to us. Thank God for the Spirit that we have. Amen. Does anybody have a word you'd like to share? You know, where could we go with the Lord? Where could we go? Look at page 345.
satisfied. Right. He's the only one that's going to satisfy. Look to page 135. 135. Let's see one more here. Such 
uh, I'm fixing to read. But uh, let me just go ahead and start with the second chapter uh, of the book of Ruth, and, and I'm going to begin reading with the eighth verse. And let me encourage you this morning, if, if you have a need, whatever that it might be in your life, uh, want you to know that you're surrounded by people that love you. You may say, well, you don't even know me that well, but I can tell you today, you're surrounded by people that love you today. Amen. So if you've got a need in your life, uh, and, and the Lord bids you come and pray at the altar or to kneel down wherever you're at, uh, certainly, certainly give heed to His invitation. And, and, and I promise you, you, you'll be surrounded with folks They'll pray for you. There's angels in heaven that's praying for you. And, and, and we, we here at Liberty Hill will, will certainly pray for you and with you. Um, in the eighth verse in the second chapter of Ruth, uh, it reads like this. It said, Then said Boaz unto Ruth, uh, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maiden. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes? Thou shouldest, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shewed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother, unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not, therefore heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that, that, that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaids. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime, come hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when Boaz was risen up, and, and when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not, and let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and beat out the, that that she had gleaned, and it was about an opha, uh, an opha epha of barley. And I believe I'm going to stop reading right there, and I'd like to uh, uh, take our uh, eyes back to the uh, to the verse here uh, where it says uh, in the 16th verse it says and let some uh, uh, also of the handfuls of purpose uh, uh, let fall some of the handfuls of purpose for her and uh, and I'd like to 
preach to us just for a few minutes about a, a life with purpose. And I, I, I realize today that unless we know uh, the beginning of what uh, took place here and how we came to this point to where uh, Boaz and Ruth uh, came together here and how that she came to glean in his field behind his reapers, we have to understand and we have to go back to Elimelech. And that was uh, a man named Elimelech. He had a wife named Naomi. And they had two sons. And the Bible said that there was a famine over in the land. And, and they, uh, uh, they left their homeland and went over uh, into Moab to, uh, to find something to eat. I think basically uh, they were about to starve to death. And we have to realize that the reason there was a famine in their land is because of disobedience to God, that God had allowed a famine to come in uh, to the land over there. So they went in to this place called Moab, uh, and uh, he took his wife and his two sons, uh, and they went over there uh, looking for something to eat. Now we can uh, talk all day about whether it was the right thing for Elimelech to do, how uh, to carry his family over there into a heathen land, uh, but that's what he did. And uh, the Bible said uh, that they got over there and that uh, uh, his sons married daughters of the Moabites uh, over there. And, uh, and the Bible said that in the process of time, this is one of the sweetest accounts I've ever found in the Word of God is the whole book of Ruth and the mercy that was shown and the redemption and the love that was shown there. And the Bible said that over a period of time, Naomi's husband died and then her sons, both of them died. And she was left there uh, uh, alone just with her uh, two daughter-in-laws. And the Bible uh, teaches us that over a period of time, uh, she heard that there was uh, food back over there in a land where there had been famine. And, and she desired to go back uh, to her homeland. And I, I tell you, she must have had some kind of impression on her daughter-in-laws because they wanted to go with her. They, uh, they had a desire uh, to go where uh, she was going. And she, uh, I'm not going to say she encouraged them not to go with her, but uh, she told them, uh, she said, go back uh, to your mother and your father for I don't have any more sons. And even if I was able, I'd find another husband I, and to get pregnant again. I, you wouldn't want to wait until they become of age I, I, to be your husbands. I, I, so she just kind of I let them know that uh, they could just go on back uh, uh, to their uh, to their parents, uh, and she was going to go back uh, into Jerusalem and uh, Judea. Uh, and the Bible teaches us uh, how that they all begin to weep. I believe they was close. Uh, they loved one another. Uh, no doubt, Naomi uh, uh, had an effect on her daughter-in-law. You know, every now and then in life, you'll come across somebody, maybe a family member or a friend, that just has a good effect on you. You can just see the Lord in their life. And I believe that's what they saw in their mother-in-law. And the Bible said, I believe it was uh, Opah being the other sister, I uh, said that uh, uh, she kissed uh, her mother-in-law and evidently uh, uh, went back uh, uh, to her family or to her parents. Uh, uh, but the Bible said uh, uh, that Ruth uh, claimed unto her. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, she let her know uh, uh, wherever you dwell, uh, uh, that's where I'm going to dwell. Uh, whatever gods you worship, that's the gods I'm going to worship. Uh, uh, wherever you die, uh, uh, that's where I'm going to die. Uh, I believe 
if we look at it, in other words, Ruth wasn't going to take no for an answer. Amen. And the Bible teaches us <coughs> that when Naomi said, uh, I could see that uh, uh, that uh, uh, her words were just falling on deaf ears. I, uh, when it come to trying to uh, convince her to go back uh, out of her people, the Bible said uh, that Ruth went back with her uh, over there. Uh, and somebody said, boy, uh, wasn't it just a coincidence uh, when they got back over there uh, uh, that Ruth went over there and started gleaning. Uh, you see, it was a time of barley harvest. Uh, and then they were uh, working out there and they were gathering the harvest uh, and gleaning. Uh, what that means is just kind of picking up the leftovers of whatever the reapers are reaping. And that's what she did. She got out there in the field and she began to glean in the fields. Amen. And I believe that the reapers that were around her could tell she was serious about her work. Amen. She was taking pride in what she was doing. And the Bible said how that boy I asked his workers, I said, who is this? I damsel, who is this new girl? How that's out in the field of working. And they begin to explain to her, to, to him, that she was the Moabitish, high damsel, how that came back with Naomi. And so he, he began to show kindness to her. Amen. Had her come in the house and eat and dip her bread into the vinegar and eat with them. He began to show her mercy and began to show her love. And he told the reapers, he said, make sure you leave some little handfuls of purpose so that she'll have something to pick up along the way. And today I'm glad how that down through life, how that God has left me some handfuls of purpose today that I could glean in, that I might find purpose in life today. Amen. 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 I want to tell you today that life has a purpose. Amen. Amen. It does. We live in a, a day and time where, and it makes me realize uh, how that we are failing, how I'm failing uh, as one of God's people today in convincing the world uh, that they do have a purpose today. Uh, that each and every one created uh, uh, was not an accident uh, uh, today. Uh, uh, but you have a purpose uh, on this earth. Uh, God loves you today. Uh, I'm afraid today uh, uh, that there's so many people. Uh, uh, you want some reason today that our suicide rate uh, is so high. Uh, and I weep reading some of the suicide notes uh, uh, that are left. Uh, and they don't basically stayed. I, I just couldn't find any purpose I, in life. I, I, but I want to encourage you today I, just as a Boaz made sure, I, amen, that Ruth I, had some handfuls of purpose I, dropped there that she could pick up. God's got a purpose for you in this life today. Amen. Amen. Boy, I tell you, a life without purpose is a meaningless life. Right, yeah. Amen. And I can tell you this by experience. If you feel purposeless in life, if you feel meaningless in life, that will lead to depression. That's what it does. Amen. 
And the devil has a field day with that. Amen. You see, Ruth could have come back over there with Naomi and the people just shunned her. Amen. Not had nothing to do with her because she didn't look like the other maidens there. But I'm going to tell you what, when you come in the family of God today, God will take you in. Amen. And He'll give you a purpose for life today. He'll give you something to do. He'll give you some joy and some strength as you go down life's road today. Amen. Amen. You see, Ruth was already seeking something. She was already seeking something. And she had the choice to go back over there to her parents and stay in her homeland. And she saw Naomi in the condition that she was in. Naomi at that time was pretty well heartbroken. She just lost her husband. And if that was not bad enough, she had lost her two sons. Amen. She said in one place that she went out full and came back in. Amen. But in spite of that, Ruth saw something in her life that she desired. She had the desire to have what Naomi had. Amen. And when she got back over there, the word got back to Boaz. Now Boaz was a wealthy man. He was a very wealthy man. He had a lot of land. And he was related. He was kin to Elimelech. So there was some, there was some connection there. And it didn't just, just so happen or just by chance happen that she came over there in his field and started to glean. But that was all in God's plan. It was all in God's plan. Amen. And there was kindness showed to her. This is a, this is a type and a shadow of the kindness that is shown by Jesus Christ. Us today. I was an outsider. I was. I wasn't born a Jew. But I was grafted in. I didn't look like a Jew. God took. He said, if you'll follow me, I'll keep you some purpose. That'll keep you going along the way. I'm going to tell you something today. A life without purpose leads to destruction today. The Bible teaches us, somebody said, maybe I was just created to cause havoc and to be a menace to society. No, you were not created for that. Amen. The Bible says it's His will, talking about God, that none should perish, but all come to repentance today. Amen. That's His will. And you have a purpose in this life. I'm afraid a lot of times we get uh, carried away with uh, somebody will say, well, what is my purpose? Some philosopher. So what is my purpose? We begin to look at our natural talents to see what maybe we're talented at. And we try to gear ourselves, maybe, maybe a gear our education towards that, into what occupation that we're going to go into. That's well and good. It's good to have a, a purpose of what we're, where we're heading, what we're doing. But this goes so far beyond that today. I'm talking about a purpose of life today, making a difference 
in this world today. I would love nothing better than to leave this walks of life knowing that somewhere down the road I made a difference. Maybe it was just a little difference, but somewhere down the road I made a difference in this life today. Life with purpose. Amen. The Bible teaches us that Ruth over there, she, uh, she, she gleaned behind the reapers and she gathered that and she picked it up. And, and you know, it, it says there that when, when Boaz invited her to come in and to eat with the other reapers and gleaners there, that she came and eat. And the Bible said that when she was sufficed, uh, she got up and went back out into the field. Uh, she wasn't one just to sit around, but she was doing work for her boss, for her master, you might say. We'll tell you today, God has got something for you and I to do today. You may be on a course right now where you're not sure whether you're even following the purpose. Maybe somebody has convinced you that you don't have a purpose in life. People can be very cruel. Amen. I've heard of a lot of, of, of children in school and some of their classmates uh, degrade them and tell them they don't have a purpose in this life. How untrue. There couldn't be anything further from the truth. But you and I today have a purpose in our life. And God's not going to let you walk down through this life and not cast down some handfuls of purpose for us today. Boy, I love the Lord today. I thought about you know, some people wonder why Naomi tried to convince her daughter-in-laws not to come back with her. Being the godly woman that she was, why she she kind of uh, uh, kind of brushed them to go back to their own people. And 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 I, and I thought about the scripture over there where it said that a certain scribe told Jesus said, I will follow thee wherever thou goest. Jesus could have said, that's great, come on. But here's what he said. Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Somebody might think that Jesus was being discouraging to that person in thought. What God wants us to do is to step out on faith. When it seems like, boy, I've heard folks that have left their left their jobs, left their occupation to go do something that God called them to do. Yeah. And in the Carlisle, Brother Bobby, it looked like they were just making the biggest mistake they could ever make. Even their family members would tell them, what in the world are you doing? Leaving a job with this many figures in your paycheck. But they knew that they knew that they knew that God would have some purpose out there. I appreciate the young lady, Miss Bell, I think is her name, that we try to sponsor a little bit here at church that goes out to tell the good news of the Lord to all these foreign countries. Amen. Everybody's got a purpose. Amen. Every time somebody dies in this walks of life and they die feeling purposeless 
are meaningless. That breaks my heart today. Amen. Ruth was a perfect example here. And we know the story how that uh, 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 later on uh, she came to be Boaz's wife. Boaz wasn't just looking for somebody to marry or just looking at Ruth because I'm sure she was pretty attractive. But he went about it the legal way. Amen. And there was a closer of kin than him uh, to Naomi and her family. And he made sure that that one didn't want to redeem her before he went and redeemed her himself. He followed the code. He followed the rule. Amen. Sometime I want to encourage you, if you've never read it, to read. It won't take you long to read the whole book of Ruth. And read what a love story. What a, what a rags to riches story that is today. It'll give you and it'll show you that life does have a purpose in it today. Maybe you've made mistakes. Lord, I've made a bunch of them. Maybe you've, maybe you've made mistakes that have cost you down through life. I want you to know it's not too late to realize that you've got a purpose. Amen. I wish I would have heard, adhered to God's call long before I did. But that's no excuse to say, well, Lord, I didn't go when you first called me. I might as well not go now. Lord, forgive me for the time behind me, but help me to go and take the purpose that's before me today. Amen. Who I love you today. First thing we've got to understand today is that everybody's got a purpose in their life today. <coughs> the Bible said that there was a man named Mephibosheth, and he was of the house of Saul, crippled on his feet from a fall. The Bible said that David, in the latter days there, that David said, is there any in the house of Saul that I might show mercy to? Bible said that there's one over there named Mephibosheth over there in Lodabar and because of a covenant that was made between David and Jonathan the Bible said that he called to have Mephibosheth sit over there and he crippled on his feet he got to eat at the king's table I want you to know that Ruth probably felt like I left this place over here and I came trusting and believing. Boaz said that the Lord give thee a full reward. A full reward. Recompense thee a full reward for your faith. I'm going to tell you today, if you've got faith and you believe and you start looking for the purpose that God has for you today, He will he will recompense you with a full reward today. Amen. He'll do that. He'll do that. You've got to look today for the purpose that God has. Boy, I see people who are good carpenters. And boy, they can seem to, they can take a tape measure and a square and they can just build anything. They're talented at that. Where it takes me forever to be sure that I'm measuring the right way. They can just do it and nail it up and it looks beautiful. Amen. They have a talent for that. There's folks that have a talent in the medical field. Thank God. There's folks that have talent in electricity. 
in computers and all these things. And they say, if they're good at it, they say, I have found my calling. I have found my purpose. Yes, for this life, you found your purpose of what you're supposed to do for society today. Uh, but what is your real purpose in life today? Amen. Come on, preacher. <laughs> Brother Michael, I find myself a lot of times, I'm not happier than when I'm, and I know this sounds crazy, but when I'm out on my own place there, out on the farm, and, uh, and, and I've got on the work clothes that I like to wear that, are, that fit me like I like to fit, I, and I just, I'm comfortable. And, uh, and I'm out there and I'm looking around and boy, everything in the world needs to be done. There's trees on fences. There's, there's this needs to be done and that needs to be done. And uh, <laughs> Brother Chris, I, I just get overwhelmed with what all needs to be done. And then I'll, I'll say, well, uh, I'm going to start doing this. And usually it'll be something that involves the tractor so that I don't have to do a whole lot of manual labor. And I'll get out on that thing and I'll try to do as much as I can with the tractor to try to clean up around the farm. And then I'll see a need over here, a need over there. And then all of a sudden, Wayne, it'll dawn on me. All this is meaningless. <laughs> I'm just doing it for my satisfaction, really. Amen. Nobody else really appreciates that. Or is concerned about whether I've got trees on my fence or not. Even in a place where there's not any livestock where it don't make any difference. But I say, Lord, I've got plenty to promise Lord, it won't be long until I leave this walks of life. This little piece of ground going to belong to somebody else, and they'll probably sell it because they don't want it. <laughs> and all that I've done here is not going to amount to a human being. Somebody said, 100 years from now, what difference would it make? I'll go lower now. 10 or 20 years, what difference is it going to make? Amen. But God, my purpose today, Lord, I want to redeem that God that you have for me and find what you would have me to do. Not something that won't make any difference in 10 or 12 years from now, but something that will stand when the world is on fire today. Amen. 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 Boy, I tell you, if we can get folks to realize uh, when we come into the church, amen, everybody's got a purpose at the church, amen. I, I believe when we're delegating jobs uh, out in the church, uh, uh, we should pray earnestly uh, to God for His leadership and His guidance. Uh, a lot of times we'll give it to somebody that'll say, I'll take it if nobody else will. Uh, but I'm going to tell you today, God has a purpose for somebody for that job today, amen. And if we'll seek His leadership and His guidance, amen, we'll start seeing what our purpose is in this life today. Boy, I, I'm so full of the Lord right now. I feel His Spirit. And I'm so glad today that I've been given a purpose amen. in life today. Somebody looks at my life, I'm sure the world would look at my life and they would say, Preacher, you live a pretty boring life. Well, I really want it to kind of stay that way. I yeah. I'm not much for drama and excitement, so if we can just keep it down, better, better life goes for me. But I don't live a boring life. 
I live a joyful life, a purposeful life. Amen. Amen. And you do too. Amen. You do too. If you're where God wants you to be today, you've got a purposeful life today. That little baby that the abortion failed and didn't go through, amen, that was born, he wasn't a mistake. She was not a mistake. God said, I've got a purpose. I've got a purpose for you today. Don't let the world convince you today that you don't have a purpose in this life. Or don't let them convince you today that your purpose is something of the devil today. Because it's not. Because God has a reason for everything today. He, this wasn't a happenstance. And by the way, this wasn't a fairy tale I read to you in the book of Ruth. This was a happening that really happened. Amen. And it was not by chance or happenstance that this took place. I firmly believe in my heart that the that the uh, other daughter-in-law had the same choice that Ruth had. Yeah. I believe if both of them would have claved to her and said, we're going to go back with you, I believe the same thing could have happened to Oprah. I believe that today. God's got a purpose for you in your life today. Do you ever, uh, you ever look around after somebody's passed away and you go across their old home place? Not, not long ago, Michael, we went across your dad's old home place there and went through and y'all had to go through all the things of cleaning it up, getting rid of everything. Many, many times I found myself in a shed or in a barn of somebody that's long been dead. And I see how organized they were. Boy, you have to respect that, how organized they were. Everything hanging up in a certain place, all their tools. They took pride in, in what they were doing. Made sure everything was here and everything was there, organized. Brother Ricky, they're going on. And we'll take all that stuff they had organized and we'll start boxing it up. Some of it we want, some of it we give away, some of it we save. Amen. That wasn't their purpose. That wasn't their purpose today. Our purpose is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And to accept Him as our Savior. And don't you think that after that, that all your purpose is over. Well, your purpose just begins. Your purpose just begins. I was content being saved, but I didn't want to be real active in the church. Didn't have time for that, Roger. God said, if you ever going to find your purpose in life, you won't quit being depressed. You won't quit being down and out. You get over there and you start working. And they just start finding what you're doing. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. If you're here, and I know there's people like this. I run into them all the time. I talk to them on the phone. I see them in person. Preacher in my life just means 
nothing's going right. I'm not making any good difference in anything that I do. Why don't you come and ask God where your happy is? What field He wants you in today? Where He wants you working? And I can assure you, you won't be on the sidelines somewhere wishing you had a job. But He'll put you out there in the field. He'll make you a reaper. He'll make you a gleaner. He'll put you out there and you'll make a difference in people's lives. The Bible tells me the fields are white in the harvest. That means that they're ready for picking. Amen. It's harvest time. We'll be approaching that time seasonally very, very soon. Harvest time. The fields are white in the harvest, but the laborers are few. Pray ye, Lord, the harvest, that he will send laborers into the fields. God, let me be, let that be my prayer. You can come give us a song, brother Wayne. If everybody is staying. 65 at the bottom. 65.
down under a juniper tree. Well, I've said this a lot of times. I'm not better than my fathers. Lord, I'm not better than the old men of God that have come and gone, Lord. I'm not anywhere close to them, Lord. Lord, I just won't quit. I go. 